are listening to the most original talk radio station anywhere. We are L.A. Talk Radio at latalkradio.com. You're listening to Provocative Thoughts and Positive Vibrations with Tommy Bahamas and friends right here on L.A. Talk Radio. Good afternoon, Los Angeles. Good afternoon, world. We're live from the palatial studios of Hollywood, California, here at L.A. Talk Radio, and I'm here to tell you, life is good. I'd like to say good afternoon to my co-host, Lois, the Dr. Tabi Josephs, and our in-studio guest, Joe Bernito. That's that's right. And, <laughs> and, and let me just it. say good morning to both of you. Oh, but it's good afternoon. Morning. Oh, know, good afternoon. I, uh, you wanted to throw that in just... Uh, thank you. Thank you. We so are we know still he's in... Been listening. Thank you. We are endeavoring still to get to that morning slot, but you know, God is good in all things. His time, not mine. Amen. So, we are uh, going to do a little change up today of our format. Thankfully, uh, some of our listeners and some of our friends have... Uh, given us some, uh, I won't put it necessarily as criticism, but... Feedback. Uh, there you go, feedback. And uh, we've taken what they had to say to heart, and, you know, they're right. We are not a show that is about hitting you guys with a, an hour-long commercial. We want to try to give you guys something provocative to think about, and we want to give you something positive instead of all the negative press and news and stuff that we see so often in the world today. And, you know... What it boils right down to is we do have a choice every single day, depending on how we look at the world, to make a difference one person at a time, even if it's only in our own world, our own life, or our own relationship with God. It's up to us. And most people will forget that anything and everything we do outside of our, ourselves affects those people around us. So if you can portray a positive smile, and some positive enthusiasm and energy and optimism. That goes a lot further than walking around with a grump and a frown <laughs> and impacting everybody in the world around you negatively. And you know what? If you have to start that your, your day that way, um, wh- what a miserable way to, you know, to have to go through your drol- the doldrums of your rut or whatever it may be. You know, one of the blessings of having Joe in the studio today is because we're going to talk to you guys about something that gives you guys a little different information. You can call it po- provocative. Me, I think it's nothing but positive vibrations, personally. Um, and uh, I'd like to introduce you guys once again to Joe. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what inspired you, Joe, and how you got here? Well, how I got here. <laughs> you, got on the, you got on the freeway <laughs> and you drove. <laughs> <laughs> how did you know I was going there? Yeah. So, okay, okay. Oh I love people that think like we do. <laughs> I had to cross the, cross the street, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and make sure I didn't get hit, yeah. Ventura uh, Boulevard. <laughs> no, actually, uh, uh, I'm here, of course, promoting a book, uh, Climbing the End of Your Rope, uh, which was just uh, published through Tate Publishing and Enterprises mm-hmm. uh, right out of October. Uh, October, right out of <laughs> Oklahoma. And uh, I was just, th- I don't know why I'm thinking about October, but anyways, um, uh, yeah, it just came out June 1st. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be here. I've been listening to the, uh, to the program the past few weeks, and uh, I've been here, I, and, and I know I have been hearing this uh, Arctic Zero thing <laughs> that you speak of. And, um, and, and even though I know that that's not exactly where we're going, I would like the, your listener audience to know that there is an Arctic Zero uh, pint of, uh, of something here for me yes, to yes. taste. Uh, <laughs> in a conversation yesterday in a preliminary interu- interview before we uh, got on the air today, you know, uh, Joe had, had expressed that he had been listening and, uh, to the, uh, the Monday broadcast about the Arctic Zero, and he wanted to know where he could go get some himself. Right, and right. so uh, with the generosity of uh, Garrett and Arctic Zero, we uh, very nice, you know, we generously wanted to make sure that Joe uh, had his experience. So we brought him um, pretty much a full pint of chocolate peanut butter mm-hmm. and a spoon, and he is going to, uh, while he speaks to us and you, <laughs> have his own Arctic Zero taste challenge. Sorry right. it's not full, Joe. Uh, had a little uh, I nosh. just noticed that. No. <laughs> well, the, the good news is is that only two scoops were taken out for Lois and, uh, and uh, 
Pamela on Monday, mm. and I haven't had actually had any of it at all. Okay. Well, well, just before we dive into uh, sure. everything with the book, I'll go ahead and do my taste challenge. That way, we can, uh, you know, dive right into the uh, the real stuff. Okay. Yeah. But but let me just go ahead and You're do this. You're not going to want to talk after you start eating. You're just going to okay, eat. Okay. I'm just going to try this here. <laughs> I, I will say that uh, we one of the other changes we're going to have is we're going to move all of our promotional and commercial spots to the end of the show. So that way we can really get into the heart of the conversation, uh, whether it's an author in studio or or you yourself, the listener. Um, and I want to open the lines. It is 818-602-4929. You are welcome to call in and participate. If you have any questions for Joe or um, want to contribute, I can speak, contribute anything to uh, to the conversation we're having here today, we welcome you. Okay, Joe, so you've had your first scoop. And the verdict is? Oh, yeah, yeah. The verdict is definitely two thumbs up. I would say yes. uh, it tastes a lot like ice cream, mm -hmm. um, but it says 150 calories per pint. Now, that's per this whole stinking thing. Yeah, yeah that's, that's correct. That's pretty good. Yes, <laughs> it that's is. That's correct. So, that means uh, that you can have yourself one serving. Right. Or you can have, uh, you know, if you're, this is why we said the other day, if you're sitting there in front of the tube and all those commercials are coming on and all of a sudden you have a sweet craving, as somebody I remember hearing about and reading has a sweet tooth somewhere. That's molar, me. I believe. That's, that's me. That's my molar. Uh, this, uh, <laughs> this thing is low and it's all natural and wave concentrate and uh, the sugar is, uh, is minimal at best. It's, it's, it's even got, you know, proper levels for, for the diabetic as well. So uh, it is a consumable product, and at 150 calories a pint, you really can't go wrong. Right, right. So I'll give it a two thumbs up, and uh, and the fact that I'll probably find my way getting some myself. Yeah, you're welcome to eat <laughs> the <laughs> entire container. We brought it for you, Joe, and as yeah. we broadcast today, help yourself. Okay. It's okay. all you. Okay, we'll do. Don't worry about me. Okay. I don't want any more. Okay. Really, I don't. <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> Anyway, you were saying about your book. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Climbing the end of your rope, mm -hmm. uh, preventing life's struggles from strangling your life. Um, uh, yeah, it just came out June 1st. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I would like to say uh, at, at the beginning of this, because we're going to get into talking a little bit about the book uh, yes. here, is that I did post the link on my, my website, which is www.joepranito.com. Now, I should probably spell my name because yeah. I have listened to you guys the mm -hmm. past few days and noticed that saying my name has not been something that's easy. So probably <laughs> spelling it. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I heard your apologies, and, and, and I've accepted them. But Thank you. <laughs> but um, it is Joe, J-O-E, uh, and uh, last name is spelled P-R-A-I-N-I-T-O.com. And there's a link there down the left-hand side that says uh, Radio Special. If you click there, this book, which is normally $13.99, is on sale just to your L.A. Talk radio listeners for $8.99. And uh, there's a drop menu that ac actually it's two for $14.99. Normal price is $13.99. So you get two for $14.99, you're doing pretty good. Oh, we appreciate wow. that. Yeah. Thank you. There's, Thank you. There is a code, so you got to punch in this code. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, L.A. Talk Radio, all lowercase, uh, no spaces. Thank okay, you, Joe. So. I, I'm sure the listener appreciates that, and I do too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but no, the the premise of this book, um, you know, first of all, to say that the book is is something that's filled with stories, mm -hmm. uh, stories of real people who have found themselves uh, at the end of their rope, and um, it, uh, uh, it it also brings a lot of light humor to it, um, as well as uh, as scriptural uh, wisdom to how we can find ourselves not stuck in this rut. Of, uh, of being at the end of our rope, mm -hmm. but actually climbing out of that that pit of despair that so many of us have found ourselves in at some time of our life. I mean, it's That's it's one of those things where we've all been there. And yes. um, and I looked into a little bit of what the end of your rope means mm -hmm. um, because so many of us use it at slang, right? Mm -hmm. right? I'm at the end of my rope. I'm fed up. I'm tired. I'm at the end of my rope. So, um, and what I what I kind of come to find is that the rope is is something that signifies our life. A stretch of time, right, which ties our past, present, and future together. But when we find ourselves getting to a very difficult time of life, um, it's at that point that we cut that rope short, where we choose to just stop pressing on. We're not going to chase our dreams anymore. We're not going to pursue goals anymore. We're just going to dangle through life. Mm -hmm. We'll sit at home. We'll sit there with the, uh, the remote control in one hand, um, you know, the beer in the other, or whatever it may be, and I'm just going to dangle through life. And, um, and that's kind of the premise to, to where the book came about. Um, and also some 
very interesting uh, situations I've found myself in over over time. Yeah, um, as I read the book, I was intrigued, especially at your young age, the circumstances you found yourself in and how you worked your way through it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here I sit, you know, 14 years old, and uh, I've written two books, and I work a full-time job, and here I am at LA Talk Radio. So, um, <laughs> so thank you for bringing about my young age and my deep voice for my age. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, no, no, I was just saying throughout the book, you mentioned yeah. how old you were when these things occurred. <laughs> yeah, Actually, I know. I know. <laughs> on, on that note, you know one of the things I, th- I found that was fascinating, especially in the early parts of the book when you were talking in reference to John yes. and the circumstances you found yourself in that basement that morning, um, you very briefly, uh, you were so descriptive and visual in so many things, and then mm-hmm. you, for a flashback of a second, you go back to an incident that had occurred two days prior yeah. at the pizza place, and I was just floored that that you had been put in in, the, in a similar type of emotional, spiritual, um, in, I don't even know the word to use. I mean, you were putting a situation, a life experience that. Uh, many of us fear, let alone have to endure once in our lives, let alone twice right. within a period, a, a 48-hour period. Actually, know. I believe it was two months. Oh, but if it was 48 <laughs> hours, that would be insane. Oh, okay. right. I was going to say, I thought, it was, I thought it was two days, and I was saying, my God. Tell you what, Tommy, I'm going to go ahead and take your kudos because I enjoy it. But no, it was, four, it was two months. <laughs> two days. Okay, two months. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I found myself at a Either way, time. though, I mean, that kind of an experience still, you know, it resonates with you. And, and, and if any of you out there have ever been put in a position where unexpectedly you come upon uh, a life or death situation, uh, fight or flight, if you will, or uh, how do I survive this moment? Do I stay calm? There's an innate fear in something that rises up inside of you. Um, which, and from my own experience, because I've also had it, um, for me, it's 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 indescribable. And you've been able to express it in a way that I not only was able to completely identify with and commiserate with, <laughs> but um, you know, I think we all, in one manifestation or, or another, have a similar point in our life where something occurs uh, that proverbially brings us to the end of our rope at that time and it's either you know and and i'm not going to go into the whole premise of the book because i want you to share more but when we come to that place where we have to make a decision and god forbid it's you know it's it's the end of our life or the end of a loved one or um something has happened dramatically within our life or our, our our world that causes everything to stop mm-hmm and uh, the world becomes surreal at that point because all of our goals, dreams, and our purpose for existence is not just diminished, it, is, it, it becomes dead. Yeah. And having the courage and finding the strength or even having the willingness or the faith to continue, let alone being able to, to have the ability to reach out mm-hmm. to God or to somebody outside of ourselves for that help instead of you know yeah. caving to... Um, our most innate abilities, which is to, um, lack a better word, uh, quit or take the easy way out. And it's not because we, we have no willingness to continue or proceed. It's that we, at that moment in time, find ourselves saying, what, what is there left for me? Everything right. I aspire to is, is dead or diminished. Right. And it's at that point that God has have a purpose and it does give us a choice to to regroup within ourselves and in in our fellowship with him and uh we have a new life a lease on life but it's a conscious choice right yeah and that's exactly it it's a choice that we have i mean our you know we're all going to find ourselves you know with trouble Uh, Mm -hmm. you know i mean jesus says in scripture that in this world you will have trouble but take heart you know be encouraged i've overcome the world so we know that we're going to have trouble what are we going to do when we get there? Mm. You know, and that's what it really comes down to. Mm-hmm. And understanding that we do have a purpose, you know, uh, uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, which which is really a good premise for the book. You know, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to give you hope, plans to give you a future, uh, not plans to harm you. You know, and sometimes we we think that God wants to harm us. You know, we wonder why? Why did God bring me through this? And um, you know, just 
just to kind of share a little bit because we're touching a little bit on this, uh, you know, the story of me in a basement. So mm-hmm. why don't I go ahead and get sure, into that? Sure, go right for um, it. Uh, uh, it's a great time. trail into the uh, to actually get in the book, folks. Because I can <laughs> tell you, I'm, I'm on my second time going through it right now. <clears throat> Wow, yeah, I'm reading it for the second time too. What's it? No, I'm, <laughs> no, um, I, uh, I'm sorry. I'm just as corny as you two could be, so you just have to forgive awesome. me. No, I like that actually. <laughs> um, I think I'm funnier than I am. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I'm funnier sorry, than so I do look. We. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, um, probably I was about 18 years old, and I was in a in a band with my my twin brother, and um, it, it was a band called Fish Tribe, and at the time. We were just playing some little places, you know, around the area. Well, there's this guy in Ohio, and um, he uh, he said, "Hey, if you guys come down to Ohio, I'll help you out with some band promotion, and you know, we'll we'll throw you out there and and, and see what we can do for you." So he he uh, sent us some airline tickets, and we took them and we flew out there. Um, during the time that we were there, we did go to some places. We didn't. It didn't turn out to be what we had hoped it would be, honestly. Mm. And um, not knowing who this guy was, he seemed like a, a great guy. Um, my brother was just done. He was like, "Okay, nothing's going on here." He actually bailed on me and left me there wow. alone, which is which is what initially had happened. Um, but this guy had a truck, and he was like, "Hey, I need somebody to help me with my business, and I'll give you this truck if you just stay and work." So I stayed there for a. a about a week. I was supposed mm-hmm. to stay there longer, but it turned out we weren't really doing much. We weren't working or anything, and, and uh, things were going a little bit strange. He was just an odd guy. So I was like, you know what? Um, can I just have the truck? You know, um, <laughs> the, the truck wasn't at his house at the time. I'm like, can you just, you know, have your have your sister bring the truck over to the house? And he's like, ah, well, we'll try. And it was like three days of procrastination, which really scared me because I had a one-way ticket at the time. I was taking the truck home. Mm-hmm. And um, so anyways, um not to get into everything about that story, I woke up one morning, um, well, the night before, he had actually told me that if I had left that night, he was going to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't leave this guy's house. He's, you know, I knew if, if I left, you know, I'd be okay, but would he commit suicide? So that next morning, um, I, I decided to stay, and the next morning I woke up, and I heard some banging coming uh, from the room that I was sleeping in. So I woke up, and inside my shoe, there was a little yellow note with the key that said, Hey, um, you know, it's been nice knowing you. Uh, take the key, take the truck, it's yours. Uh, by the time you read this, I'll be gone. So here I'm thinking this guy went to work. So I'm like, I'm getting out of this guy's house. You know, I'm, <laughs> so I grab my bag and I start out the door of this, uh, this bedroom that was in his basement. And then I heard some banging coming from the laundry room just behind me. And as I turned around, there he was with, um, he was hanging. He was hanging. And uh, I, I let out this just audible, you know, just, I don't know exactly what you can, ex- can can describe it as, but I was freaked out. Mm. You know, I was like, here I'm going, oh my gosh, what happened? And he looks up, and I'm like, wait a minute, I, <laughs> I just thought you had committed suicide, and here you are, you're uh, you're alive. So, I um, I, I put my bag down, start asking what he's doing, and and uh, and proceeded towards the uh, the door where he was at, and um. After talking to him a little bit and me wanting to leave but deciding to stay and trying to get him off that chair, um, I got a little bit too close and hadn't realized that he had a knife in his hand. Mm. And um, and by the time I realized the knife was in his hand, it was swinging past my face. Wow. And uh, so I backed up, but he came back the other way. So um, mm-hmm. uh, I, uh, I backed up. Eventually he came down from the chair and came towards me with the knife. And uh, somehow, by God's grace, I was able to get that knife out of his hands pray with him and uh and sit down with him to really try and figure out what's going on and mm-hmm. uh, it had turned out that um his wife had committed suicide right in front of him um uh, by putting a, a gun to her head and uh he had a brother that had uh, had died of a disease um his business wasn't doing as well as he had thought he was quite it was at the end of his rope is what it really came down to and um i ended up ended up having the opportunity to to pray with him and really talk through some of these things with him, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and then he gave me the key and we went back. Uh, I was able to leave. Um, I drove straight through. I'll never forget the trip. Straight through from Ohio to California. I was so <laughs> freaked out because first of all, here's this guy 
who's about to commit suicide, and, and it's it's a dark basement. Mm. Yeah, it, dark basements, isn't this, this? These are the things that we see on TV. You know, <laughs> right? Hey, You're not I'm supposed not, to go near there. No, no, no. <laughs> don't go near the laundry room. No, exactly. And I'm not supposed to cl- come out of it. You know, right. if it were a movie, you if know, this is a movie, he would be gone, folks. Yeah, and I would have been walking through the fields of cans- canvas <laughs> with just a coat over my back with some soft music playing. The hills I are have alive. right. I have my life, and you know, and everything's okay. But but it didn't quite turn out that way. I drove straight. It's not a dream. <laughs> no, no. I drove home and um, about blew my truck up in Barstow, almost making it back home to California. Oh, through the pass, I uh, understand. Yeah, yeah, just it. Um, it was bad. Blew I don't know how you did that. We did that drive, Joe. Yeah, we. I had don't know a, how you did it just straight. I can't even imagine. There was literally history teachers sitting on my dashboard mm-hmm. when I went through. Um, uh, I believe it was Arizona. Um, I was sitting in my seat, and there was a history teacher that I saw, and there was a girl sitting next to me, and papers were blowing all over the place. I was hallucinating. The mm. exhaustion hallucination. And I don't remember anything <laughs> happening between Las Vegas and Barstow. Wow. I just woke up and went, where am I? So um, hmm. it was very odd. I thank God that I, was, uh, <laughs> that I made it through that. But, but through that story, and, and which you know, I, I bring it through about three chapters uh, at the beginning of the book, mm-hmm. I was really able to... Um, use that as a premise that hey you know some of the things that john went through are things that we all go through a family member passing away or somebody committing suicide his friends not being friends his family disowning him you know so with all of those things going on it it brought me to the point where i can say look at if you found yourself at the end of your rope you don't have to stay there you know but at the same time god's just not going to reach down and pull you out and say okay you're all great Mm -hmm. i mean we do have to take an initiative Mm -hmm. to reach out and, and start climbing out of some of these things. So it, it brings us through climbing out of things like bitterness and mm-hmm. climbing out of, uh, you know, discouragement, climbing out of fear and mm-hmm. guilt and, anger, and, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and anger and all these things, um, you know, ultimately we can come to the point where, where we can see, hey, not only can I get out of these things, but there's a hand that reaches down to me that will lift me up onto a uh, on solid ground, that will give me a firm place to stand. And, um, you know, that's... Uh, one of my my favorite scriptures um, it's uh, Psalms 40 mm-hmm. um, and if I can think of what it is then it would be even better for the radio <laughs> um, I mean, my father always said to me growing up you know and, and it's funny I make jokes about it now but I, I, I love and respect my father very much he never made it to the pulpit but my God he can preach to his kids mm-hmm. you know and, and I remember growing up and I was saying to him but dad you know God's will and, and direction in life and he would say God may have a purpose, but that doesn't mean you don't have to do some work. That's right. You know, and in everything that we do that has any sense of accomplishment in this life, um, some people are, are motivated by money or, or whatever the vice may be. Right. But how many people are actually uh, in touch with themselves to be motivated by you? Mm. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a life lesson. And sometimes it takes us being at the end of our rope to have to cry out to say please you know what do i do how do i grow and learn and and right. never ever have to come back to this point again right you yeah know? and hopefully that's i mean that's the ultimate goal for all of us to have a better relationship with ourselves and with god and yeah. to be able to learn to face the fears and tragedies that come in life and and find the blessing within and right. grow right yeah and that's in, in, in my own family, and I, I do write a, a bit about this too. My, my sister-in-law was diagnosed with breast cancer, inflammatory breast cancer, stage 3B. Mm-hmm. And, and it set everybody kind of at a, you know, I, I work for hospice for a living. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I see a lot of this firsthand. But when it happens to your family, all of mm-hmm. those things that you know <laughs> kind of yeah. go out the window. And mm-hmm. it's like, Very what can we so. do? What are we going to do to help? What, how can we cure this? And... Um, you know, throughout the time that she was going through the chemo and a double mastectomy and, and all of that, um, my brother and her found, uh, it, it, it's almost like they found their life, they found their calling. Um, my brother started uh, touring around as a Christian music artist. My, my uh, sister-in-law, who is a very soft-spoken person and won't talk, you know, to really, not, really won't talk to many people, uh, here she is, and she's standing up in front of churches saying, the Lord's going to heal me, the Lord's going to heal me, and I'll come back and share about it. And, uh, and, and you know, it's funny, but at, at the moment that we were all at the hospital, yeah, she, you know, I mean, the doctor came out and confirmed the cancer's gone, and she went through a radiation. And, uh, uh, you know, 
when when the doctor said she wouldn't uh, she wouldn't even be able to have a baby, you know, my mm. brother was oh. praying and and the Lord said, "Just ask me." And uh, and he did, you know, and uh, and he said, "Lord, okay, I want a baby." 3 weeks later, he's calling me saying my wife's pregnant and uh, wow. next month I'm uh, 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 he's uh, going to be celebrating uh, a little uh, one-year birthday. So congratulations! So here's wonderful. Here's awesome. kind of what it comes down to, though. Mm. Does it mean when we go through these trials, everything's going to turn out perfect? And the answer to that is no. Right. But what we can do in the midst of the trial and in the midst of that is is worship the Lord, and we can use our talents and our gifts and whatever it is that the Lord's put it, it, it right in our hands to be a blessing to others, like you're saying. You know. What can we do? What can I do? And that's, um, you know, and that's what my brother and, and his wife ultimately did. Now they're youth pastors and they're serving the Lord with a with a new one year old baby too. So it's a blessing. That is. And just to give everybody an update, in about five minutes we are going to have lo- uh, live correspondence from uh, from Oakland. Uh, but back to what you were just saying, Joe. You know, I, I think it's very important. You know, for the listeners all over the world. Um, you know. We each, we each, as we're born on this planet, have uh, an innate sense of, of uh, something greater than ourselves. Uh, for me, I've been blessed enough to, to I call, I call mine what it is, and that's the power of God. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are people out there who, this is not part of their normal day. This is not part of their normal experience to listen to, let alone be abreast to. Uh, in their day-to-day living. And some of you who are exposed to it, you can feel the conviction of that which is in mm-hmm. your own life. You know, and, and I'm reminded of one of the stories that was uh, within the story and, and, the, and the, the parable of the, the, the woman who com- committed adultery yeah. and how Jesus said to them, you know, you without sin yeah. cast this, the first stone. And when it was all over, there was nobody. You right. know? And we are all in the same boat. We are all the same folks. You know, how many years of our lives have we lit, walked through this and we've gone through it feeling, even though we had family and friends around us, that we've been doing this alone? How much negativity and stuff have we allowed ourselves to get caught up in, whether it's reality television or the National Enquirer, stuff outside of our stuff that we thrive upon that is really not positive or conducive to us having a happy lifestyle right now? Mm-hmm. And I'm here to tell you from personal experience we can do it. I live and I am grateful that we have a choice every day to live and to serve and to give back to those around us, our brothers and sisters in fellowship and try to help change the world even if it's only one smile at a time. It's a personal choice and you too folks can make that choice. Right, right. Very good. And, uh, and, and I think that's what, what a lot of us forget, you know, I is that we, right. we have a choice. You know, when I wake up in the morning, I have a choice whether, I, you know, whether I'm going to enjoy the day or not. You mm-hmm. know? And, um, uh, you know, David said it clearly. You know, he told himself, this is the day the Lord made, and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. It was something he told himself, even in the midst of some of the most, uh, most difficult of circumstances. I mean. Oh, what a positive affirmation to live by. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And what, what about those people out there who are in the middle of their day, something occurs, and they crash? You know what, folks? I'm here to tell you, you can close your eyes, take a deep breath, and start it all over again. It's a conscious choice. You do not have to feed into the negativity or even the stuff that gets projected at you. You have a choice as to how you receive it, what you choose to do and learn from it. It all comes right back down to you, oneself. Believe and live in the now right right yeah because you never know what door what door the lord's going to open for you in the midst of that trial the blessing of every day folks is that this day may not be here again in the same manifestation but this day is yours it is not written yet and what you choose to do today may project you towards your future if you're willing to learn and grow from it but everything that comes down the path any given day is yours Mm -hmm. it's a conscious choice you too can be happy right now. I choose to be. Yeah. And I thank God every day. I'm grateful for the friends, family, and, and for all of the listeners out there and for you, Joe. Yeah. You know, thank every you. day I learn and I grow. And, and I thank God that he's given me the capacity to be open, 
to be able to do so. Right, right, yeah, and to be a blessing, you know, and that's something I heard a preacher say is, you know, wake up every morning and he prays to be a blessing to God and to be a blessing to others, and if we can always be looking to give it, to be giving out rather than getting in, I think that's something we always do. What can I get and what mm -hmm. will I get out of it, you know, and, um, and that's the thing, it's, that's not what we were put here for. If we were put to get and get and get, well, not all of us would be bankrupt with, uh, with happiness and everything because we'd all be looking to get. Somebody's got to give. It would and never be enough. Right. And how many people out there are constantly striving for the new car or the new house or some superfluous item, and even though they have money and all these other things, they are bankrupt inside, and they're miserable because mm -hmm. there's nothing to satisfy or fill that void. Right. And, and, it's, and it's an epidemic in the church, too, because, mm -hmm. you know, we look, what did God do? God gave, you know. I mean, for God so loved the world that he gave. But we're all, you know, I mean, you, you look into just a lot of churches and, you know, that aisle becomes the catwalk, you mm -hmm. know. I mean, hey, look at my new shoes. Hey, check out my new phone. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, and uh, you know, look at here's the key to my new car. You know, It's I mean? true. Uh, it was that way when I was growing up um, going to temple. Right. They would, the high holy days, they'd be sitting there and uh, look what she's wearing. Mm -hmm. Can you believe she's wearing that? I wonder what that costs. Where do you, where do you think she got that? And mm -hmm. Oh, look, she got a nose job. You know, I mean, right, it's right. just perpetuates on you and know, on. We were talking before we came on air, and I remember saying, you know, about my exposure to the church and a natural rebellion and such. Uh, right. One of the things that absolutely floored me was the fact that I had seen um, what I considered to be the hypocrisy. You know, I, I saw the, the the family, and we had the, the nice little Brady Bunch kind of look to it. Uh, we had a caller calling in, and we're going to get back to the subject in just a couple seconds. All right. Good afternoon. You're on the air. Yeah, I'd like to comment on uh, Joe's book. Really? Yeah. I'm Could you turn the volume down just a little bit so we can hear you, please? Uh, oh, on the radio? Yes. Uh, yes, in the radio in the background, please. Thank you. Oh, okay. Sure. What kind of comment do you got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, who are we speaking with, by the way? Oh, I was just going to comment on the uh, the book mm -hmm. because I have never heard about these stories, and I'm his dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Wow! Well, welcome. <laughs> so well, that's got to be a little frightening. Well, yeah, well, a little bit. Yeah. Well, and, and then it goes. After I, I start reading the book, I start finding out about all this stuff. Hmm. So. <laughs> well, well, yeah. that's the best way to communicate with you. Uh, oh my! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my! I'm just, I, I, I'm really gonna write. I was really, uh, I was impressed with the book. The book is really good. I agree. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, I think that he really reached out here, you know, to uh, to the world to, you know, to share some things that are really going on out there. I have to agree. a lot of people are going through, especially at this time. Well, one of the things I found that was so, uh, that caught me was the fact that you could actually, from the from the words that were written, feel the sincerity and the power and the movement of Joe's experience. And uh, the visuals right. and the actual events that occurred, you could see from his own feelings. And myself, I felt conviction, so... You know, it is a blessing, and I think the world should be exposed to it personally because we all have Absolutely. moments at our time where we're at the end of our rope, truly. Right, right. yeah, and that's uh, and unfortunately that is what the world looks like. You know, we're dangling at the end of our rope. What Many of us do, that's correct. So what are we going to do? You know, and, uh, and that's when we can reach out. We can reach out to the Lord because he's reaching out to us. So Truly. Well, listen, I'm, we're, we have another yeah. call coming in from Oakland that we have to take, but I do thank you for calling in this afternoon. Yeah, congratulations, Joe. All okay, right, thank you. <laughs> bye God bless. Bye-bye now. That's awesome. Good afternoon. You're <laughs> on the air live. Who am I speaking with today? Hey, Tom. It's Ted Fritz. Hi, Ted. How are you today? Ted Fritz. I'm okay. I think I have somebody named Lisa on the line with me. Lisa, are you there? Yes, this is Lisa. Hi. Well, we, well let, let us introduce you guys back to our listening audience. Uh, up in Oakland, California, we have a, a long and dear friend of mine for over 30 years, Ted Fritch, and he's going to uh, give us some information and introduce us to uh, one of his friends and enlighten us uh, and the world uh, to what's happening up in Oakland. Go right ahead, Teddy. Well, first of all, you had requested that I give you an update, so I have some information here. Yes, we're up sir. at the Oakland Marriott Convention Center here in sunny Oakland, California, and we're in our 
third day of competition, and it looks like the open doubles uh, net is up to the round of 16. And uh, the women's bracket, I'll let Lisa talk about because I don't know where they're at. But the singles is up to our round of 32. And uh, in our freestyle, we started our routines off yesterday, and we're doing some routines this afternoon. And one of the highlights is a gentleman by the name of Lon Smith. He's well into his 30s. He did his best routine in 17 years. Mm. And uh, a former five-time world champion, Vasha Kalauta from Prague, has uh, gone dropless in this uh, championship so far. And we've had a record number of dropless freestyle routines, which is odd. We've had seven in this competition. I love it. Yeah, just to be clear, um, we are at the 31st Annual World Fitbag Championship. Mm-hmm. And there are two events we have here. There's Fitbag Net, which is like volleyball, two-person volleyball with your feet over a five-foot net. And the Freestyle, which is the most of the update that Ted just gave you, the Freestyle event. Lisa, could you tell us about the women's? Where are they at? Well, in the uh, women's doubles, we are going to be playing the semis tomorrow evening. Um, so there are two two sets of, of two matches going on to determine which teams will go to the finals. Mm-hmm. And then in the singles, I believe we're up to the semis as well. We've also got our returning world champion, Tina Alberly, um, who is a five-time women's singles freestyle world champion. Excellent. And we'll be seeing her competing in the finals on uh, Saturday evening as well. Wonderful. Well, I, 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 I thank you guys for informing us, and, and I welcome you back on Friday. Uh, Friday we're going to dedicate a, a lot more time to you guys. Uh, if you guys have anybody you want to bring on, uh, Tad knows the way to get in touch with me, Lisa, off the air. And uh, we are honored to have you on the show, and we, and we welcome any information to be able to inform the world of any of the uh, upcoming events and stuff that's happening in Footbag internationally. Thank you. We'd love to invite the public to come out to the Oakland Convention Center. Uh, you can find us at footbag.org, www.footbag.org for the World Championships. We have 140 competitors from 15 countries and four continents. That's wonderful. Uh, so more information on the Oakland Marriott. Um, I do not have their webpage, but if you go to footbag.org, you can follow the link to the 31st World Footbag World Championships event uh, event page. And you can click on their link, or you can just simply call 510-451-4000, and you can get directions how anybody who might want to be listening to come on down and see some of the action down here. We've got a lot of stuff going on. I just out of curiosity, do you guys know where the next event will be outside of this, uh, what's happening in Oakland right at this moment? Well, most of the big events take place in the spring and summer, mm-hmm. um, probably starting in about April. It sort of culminates with the World Championships in August. So mm-hmm. um, you can find some events in the fall and winter on fitback.org, but we have a sort of a tournament cycle that runs around April through August or so, and, and this is the culminating event. I understand. I do have a, a, a spotlighted event that I'd like to plug a little bit. In Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, we're going to have the 25th Fantastic championships on Labor Day weekend, and mm-hmm. this will be the last year that the folks that are running that tournament are going to hold it in that location. So it's going to be a big event. So if anybody's listening out there and wants to try to come by, you get on footbag.org, you go to the, to the events section, and you'll look, to, you'll look up the fantastic, champion, uh, the fantastic uh, championships in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and it'll give you information so you can come out and check that out. It's a great tournament. Well, I thank you both for coming on today, and I welcome you back on Friday. Teddy, it's always good to hear from you, my friend, and uh, thank you for uh, informing the public and the world as to what's happening up in Oakland. Congratulations, you guys, and I wish you best the well. I can speak. I I wish you both well the rest of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Or something like that. (laughs) Okay, thanks for having us. Thanks for your time. Have a great afternoon, guys. God bless. Okay, bye-bye. We did have another caller call in, but I didn't want to interrupt the... uh, the scheduled interview, so hopefully they'll call back. Joe, I have a question for you. Good, I um, got an answer. <laughs> with, after reading your book, with all the experiences that you had, it's obvious why you wrote the book, but was there one in particular thing that moved you that said, okay, now it's time? Now it's time to write the book? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's kind of funny. Um, I, I had just finished a book that I had written before that called Living and Dying Without Regret. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was based on, on a lot of experiences that, that I've had with hospice. 
and um, and people who are at the end of their life and they're you know all the different things that they talk about majority of the time they're talking about the regrets the things they wish they would have done the things that they wish they wouldn't have done and things like that so when I was coming into wanting wanting to write something else I wanted to write something that was a little more hope filled um, but at the same time carried some conviction guys I, I hate to interrupt but we have another caller calling in like give us one okay. second uh, good afternoon you're on the air hello hi Hi, who am I speaking with this afternoon? My name is Jody Jackson. Oh, Jody. I know Jody Jackson. Oh, great. Yes, this is uh, actually yes. Michael, Jack Hi, Michael Jackson's sister. How you doing there, Jody? Uh, wonderful. No, I am I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? Beat it, beat it. Wow. Come on, Jody, sing us a little something. I believed you for a minute. That wasn't nice. You did. No, no, he's got Latoya and Janet, but there is no Jody. I know, Jody. that's what I was thinking. I was like going through the list. <laughs> actually, uh, actually, Jody is a cousin coming, calling from Michigan. Well, welcome uh, to the show. Welcome yeah, to LA and the world. Yes, yes. Um, I go ahead. I'm just calling in to tell Joe congratulations, and I am very proud of you. And um, I think it's inspiring what you're doing. Well, thank you very much. And, so do uh, we, actually. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate that, Jody, and uh, you know, and and I would encourage you to share your um, that appreciation by going to www.joepernito.com and picking up a book from your cousin. I'm sure you haven't yet. <laughs> I have not yet, but I was going to do that today, as a matter of fact. See, you're nailed. So, so now, now, <laughs> now that you, you have to. You're on air. So here's I, where I can back you into the corner. I encourage all my family and friends I, to call so I can get your. Uh, <laughs> Your undying, audio. your undying support and <laughs> but, evidence for uh, future references. But Jody, you get the discount. Well, I read your last book and I thought that was great. So, oh, That's I appreciate awesome. that. Well, thank you. Thanks for calling in, Jody. I'll talk to you soon. Yes, thank you okay, so much great. for calling. Thank in. you, guys. Anything else you want to say to him before we let let you go? Nope. I just wanted to let him know that I was proud of him and that I missed him all. Thanks, uh, Jody. We love to hear this. Thank you so much for calling and participating today. <laughs> Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. I'm from Michigan, so that's oh, you are? a lot of my family's back okay. there. Yeah. So, but uh, your okay. Your question. Okay, I remember it now. <laughs> um, you know what? I I actually started writing this book with probably about four chapters that never made it into the book. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and something. Um, I started with the story of John because I thought that that was that would make some good drama. And, uh, and, and <laughs> well, it makes some good drama, <laughs> but at the same time, there was a lot that was pertinent to mm -hmm. all of our lives with mm -hmm. that story. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, but I would have to say, you know, I, I went through some own, some of my own hardships, you know, and some of my own losses, um, you know, whether it be the things going on with my sister-in-law and, and having cancer, to uh, you know, going through some some of my own financial things and really having to say, okay, I feel like I'm at the end of my rope and. Um, and, and that's where I kind of came up with that. I thought, it, when I actually came up with the <laughs> the name, I was thinking, boy, I'm at the end of my rope. So it's kind of funny. And I thought, right. climbing the end of your rope. Hmm. So um, so that's actually where that came about. But I'd have to say it'd be just between going through, through some of my own personal things mm -hmm. uh, and with my family really uh, really stoked the fire on this book. And that's the reason why what they, uh, one of the novels that I'm in the same process, some that are going to be included and some excluded for yeah. – to protect the innocent, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm in the process of writing my book, Living in the Land of Wackadoos. Oh, uh, because I, I've it's never a, been to that land. Oh, I, I'm sure <laughs> you probably you. have, but I don't think you probably <laughs> recognize that you've been around them your whole life. You know what's funny is is the longer I sit in the studio, the more I think I'm around some wackadoos. You know no, what? Oh, my. <laughs> you know what? The, 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 one of the honest things, folks, is I can honestly <laughs> say on any given day, I may be crazy sometimes, but I'm not <laughs> stupid. Oh. But uh, honest yeah. to God, though, I, I am a comedian at heart. And uh, like Joe, uh, I have had, I've been blessed with uh, quite a few experiences. Uh, most of them are extremely comical. And for a guy yeah. who has thrived his life uh, to, I'm not introverted per se because I'm talking to you guys, but um, <laughs> for the most of my life, I'm not a big fan of drama unless it's something I'm watching on, on the television 
or as Joe described at one point in his book, I'm feeling the stickiness under my feet and the smell of popcorn and I'm in a theater. Um, (laughs) For somebody who doesn't like or thrive on that, I sure do have a lot of that around me all the time. And believe it or not, we have another caller calling in. Which cousin or friend is Um, this? (laughs) Good afternoon. You are on the air live. Yeah, I figured I would just have a, a voice that kind of sounded like Joe call in. Ah, this must be his brother. <laughs> this is his thin and better looking brother. Oh, I like that. Yes, I actually did see that part of where you guys went crazy to lose all that weight. God bless you. I'm in the same yeah, boat. Yeah. Could you do me a favor there, Tommy? And, Absolutely. Uh, and Lois, could you just uh, refer to my brother from this point forward as Bubbles? Bubbles. Oh, oh yes. My. I like the story of Bubbles you when he dropped what? off that rope for a second. You know, I got to tell you. That was me. But you know what? The funny thing is, is, is Matt, and you know this to be true, you were much larger than I. Um, <laughs> yes, I, and, uh, I guess I guess I was not much, you know, maybe by about twenty pounds. But mm. you know, hey, you know, what, what are you going to do? Well, like, you're got, the one that fed me all those ding dongs. I got to <laughs> I got to tell you this, and um, Joe, you're in the studio with me now, and it's probably going to be difficult for you to believe. Mm-hmm. But some fourteen months ago, mm-hmm. I was three hundred and twenty-five pounds. Really. Wow. By the grace of God and Arctic Zero, <laughs> and a little bit of hard work and some cardio and some decently, uh, uh, some good meals, um, I stand here now just teetering under 190 pounds. Wow, very and good. I am, I'm blessed. That's right about where I'm at. But uh, but I used to. They didn't used to call me Bubbles. They used to call me Weeble. That's good. Because you could be, oh you, could, we, you know, they used to say weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Yeah. <laughs> my son has sung That's that. A new name for Joe. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, but actually, with with even Matt on the air here again, I would I would draw attention to yeah, uh, you know, with with what with what you've gone through, Matt, and mm. uh, you know, with your uh, with Yoli and uh, and everything in the cancer. Yeah, that uh, that really pulled us through quite a bit there, hadn't it? Um, but uh, but God is yeah, faithful. Well, I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, it was all God. There's no way for us to have the only hope that we have is, is found in Jesus Christ. And as I was going through that and watching my wife go through it, and as she was going through it, we had nothing else to hold on to except for the uh, except for the promises that the Word has for us. And, and mm-hmm. I just have to say, you know, Joe, you did a great job of telling the story inside of the book. Um, you know, uh, my wife was wonderful in going through it. She. Uh, you know, she basically said the statistics show one thing. However, the promises of, of my God for my life don't rest in the statistics of other people. They Amen. rest in the promises that God has for me. So I'm going to not look at the Internet. I'm not going to believe what anybody says in the world. I'm just going to believe what God's telling me. And sure enough, it, it not only produced a, a miraculous healing, but, you know, a beautiful little boy and uh, to add to mm-hmm. our, our family of four now. And so it's uh, definitely an awesome thing to, to let God just take control of your life and, and let him you know, steer it where he wants to and just kind of yield to his power. So it's an awesome thing. Yeah. So yeah, I think the hardest part is for is for us to get out of our own way. Yeah. 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 And and I think that's exactly it. And uh, and that's exactly what they did. So mm-hmm. but anyways. Yeah. Well thanks Matt for calling in and uh, and if you want to buy the book you can go to www.jofernando.com. <laughs> yes, we are into copies and yeah. Okay. We're into the last 3 minutes of the show so we have to wind things down but I do thank you for calling in and God bless yeah. today. Bless you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye now. Uh, unfortunately guys, we have to take a couple seconds to get into some some uh, business and then I want to get back and then let us know about some events and stuff that's coming up okay. for you right now. Uh, I want to talk to you guys about something that Joe and myself are both uh, uh, working with, and that is Tate Publishing. Uh, Tate Publishing and Enterprises is uh, a Christian-based, family-owned, mainline publishing organization with a mission to discover and market unknown authors uh, like myself. Uh, music legend Kenny Rogers right now is in, is meeting with Tate Publishing and the music group to discuss potential, potentially an upcoming book and possibly some music opportunities. Uh, but I wanted you guys to know that uh, if you go and you work and you sign with Tate, they give you a variety of different options that the independent self-publishing companies are not giving you. And I speak from personal experience because, thankfully, uh, my own books are out there, and uh, I've gone through the different companies trying to to get myself out there uh, to the public and the books to you guys. And the most reputable and the most... Uh, the company that has offered us the most feasibly 
I can't even think of the right words to say, folks. The, the, the best possible way to get myself and this book and this information to you guys is the blessing of Tate Publishing. And Joe himself has published his book with Tate. Yep. And uh, God willing, if everything goes well, uh, within the next two, three weeks, we'll be pro pro proceeding with my own as well. Amen. Good. You know, and the other thing I wanted to talk to you briefly about was our other thing that, Joe, you've been nicely enjoying throughout this, this show, uh, some Arctic Zero. How's that going for I you, have. Joe? It's going good. Um, <laughs> I am, uh, am guilt-free, which uh, in the book does say climbing out of, uh, out of guilt. But there you know you what? Go. I didn't put Arctic Zero in there, and I think maybe I'm going to have to do a second edition with Arctic Zero. So. <laughs> Don't you wish you had that Arctic, Arctic Zero. Zero? It would have helped with my guilt and my <laughs> bubbles. <laughs> it might have been your motivation <laughs> to climb up that rope yeah, to get you yourself go. a pint of Arctic Zero. <laughs> that, that wow, that's awesome visual. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I tell you, especially I got to tell you, it, the, I was so upset last night when I had to eat the last <laughs> spoonful knowing that I would not know where to find any more of the mint. You should have seen his face. It was like the somebody mint died. Cookie, it, it's it's like I I literally took the container and put it to my mouth and tapped the bottom and cried because this is hysterical. like it's like taking Girl Scout cookies and just jamming it in there and every single bite full is like, "Oh, and I, since I knew I wasn't going to be able to have my hands on it anytime soon, it was almost a little depressing. <laughs> but God, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> now listen, Arctic Zero is all natural. It's a frozen dessert that you can spoon. It's low carbs, it's fat-free, gluten-free, and it's kosher. And it's even lactose intolerant friendly. And they make it with the highest quality whey protein that you can get. They come in a variety of flavors from chocolate and vanilla with a hint of maple, chocolate peanut butter, which... Joe's been enjoying this mm. entire show. Strawberry banana and now mint chocolate cookie. And on our previous show, we were happy to, to taste test and enjoy uh, cookies and cream, coffee, and uh, what was the other one we had? Um, the oh. cookies and cream, the coffee, the, the mint, mint chocolate, chocolate cookie. cookie. <laughs> which I kept for myself, I won't lie. <laughs> I took it home and mm. devoured. And the standards, of course, you know, uh, the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla. It is something that you will not scream at yourself for eating afterwards, even if you eat the whole pint. And with the new tooled formula, it's only 150 calories. And it also has di uh, dietary fiber in it so that you guys can uh, be a little regular than Activia. Oh, my. Activia. And you'll, you'll only scream when you look in your freezer and it's all gone. Uh, let's hope <laughs> they don't scream at all. And it looks like, folks, uh, we've already gone over. We're out of time. I hope you guys have a wonderful afternoon, and God bless you all. God bless. You're listening to Provocative Thoughts and Positive Vibration with Tommy Bahamas and friends right here on L.A. Talk Radio. the Big Brother thing either. I mean, the Hell's Kitchen thing, but you know what? It doesn't matter. It does not matter. Hey, man, this was fun. Thank you. I hope you'll come back. Oh, yeah. Really, Please. I'll come back anytime. And if you just want to come, uh, come back and just talk about like the hospice stuff and things yeah, like I that. Yeah, I would love that. You know, I would can love even, to talk to you about that. Yeah, yeah honestly, uh, we can dedicate even some time to something like that, even if it's by phone. But I like coming in here. This is cool. Well, it's, it's a totally different experience for you as the you know as the guest as well as us. Right. And it makes the conversation.